The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. That is an exceptionally long break, That uh, the one we do over 3.30. I felt like we just did another segment off the air. <laughs> we always do. I, I feel bad now. Well, I shouldn't say I feel bad. I feel enlightened because this is. I usually sit in the chair you're in yes. and take up uh, Gantz's time the entire time when we're on break. You'll see it's the one time I don't go outside for smoke, as you might have noticed. <laughs> yes, I did notice. And now with you sitting in that chair, you've not only taken my on-air responsibilities off my shoulders, but you've adopted my off-air <laughs> responsibilities as well. And Gantz is once again lived up to all expectations. I'm learning quickly already. One day co-hosting with you and I'm learning all the tricks. It's it's fabulous. All right, so we were talking about uh, ways to beat anxiety and stress. We had talked about training the brain. We sort of combined the two, eat well, eat often, and move. Right. So right. Is it, before we move on to the next, is there anything we missed on that? Well, well, just generally, generally with the eating, you want to, like, especially if you're dealing with stress and anxiety, and it's it's such a hard thing, but you really want to watch your coffee and your, like, your alcohol Oof. consumption, right? I'm the wrong guy, that. Because it becomes this kind of cycle of, well, I'm not sleeping well, so I'm going to drink a little bit and kind of relax and whatever, but then I, I'm tired the next day or I'm a little hungover, so I'm going to get some coffee, and you know, you get into the cycle right, of right. ping back and forth, right? And and so you really want to watch that because, you know, um, alcohol is a depressant and caffeine is a stimulant. And so if you're dealing with depression, you don't want to take it in that direction. If you're dealing with anxiety or anything like that, you don't want to fuel that in so any that way. So that kind of creates that roller coaster effect yep. of emotion, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then and then when you're having that roller coaster effect, then you can also start to sort of judge yourself for it, which just kind of perpetuates the problem. But generally, I think when we look at our physical state, if we're aware of the kind of things that trigger us or give us a hard time, uh, either around stress or anxiety or whatever it might be, if we maintain our physical state, our health, our well-being, you talked about exercising, Brad, you know, also hydration is important, drinking lots of water and stuff like that. If we maintain that, we're, we're giving ourselves um, way more of an advantage when you know we we tend to be able to have, be more uh, resilient when we have to deal with stress or anything like that. You know, Gans, that's another interesting point. We have a, another segment on this show called Fit After Forty. We mm-hmm. have uh, Grant Fedorikin from Leading Edge Physiotherapy. He said almost I. Identically, mm-hmm. what you just said, but was talking in regard to physical well-being, mm-hmm. uh, but made mention of the fact that it will help your mental well-being Absolutely. as well, and talked specifically this time of year about staying hydrated. Yeah. And it's just interesting, two professionals from different aspects of medicine, both suggesting the same thing. Well, your brain shrinks when you don't, yeah, your brain shrinks when you don't have enough water, right? So you just, we, it's... The confusion, all, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes along with dehydration, and, and most of us are dehydrated, and, not, and we don't know it. By the time, by the time we're thirsty, it's, you know, we're kind of down that rabbit hole a bit already, right? So, and we take, uh, sometimes coffee is thought to be, yeah, and it's, it's useless right. as a hydrant, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Certain things that we drink actually suck the water from ourselves <laughs> yeah. instead of actually hydrating us. Yeah, you so. get so thirsty, you're, you're just craving something like a Coke. And oh, yeah, yeah. Like a big Absolutely. swig, and you're like, oh, 
Well, well, this is perfect. Well, well, you know, Coke, Coke's, Coke's a perfect product yeah. for the Coke dealer. I mean, well, Coke. Gans, <laughs> oh, what direction yeah. are we going? Wait, I mean, the soft drink dealer. Right, right. <laughs> because caffeine makes you thirsty and sugar makes you thirsty. That's right. And you kind of feel like you're quenching your thirst, but you actually just want more, yeah. right? Plus, it's addictive. So, yeah, great. Great as a product. All right, before, I don't want to run out of time. Uh, we do have to take a break in a couple mm-hmm. of minutes here. So, the last one was put the phone down and get out. Yeah, so we were talking a little bit about being out in nature, and you talked about the back deck and getting mm-hmm. out there. And, you we're know, loving it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, so, like, the phone, all technology in general, okay? So they, they both take in different directions. Being in nature has been found to actually calm your nerves, right? It actually helps you to be healthy. Kids, when they spend time in nature, they're nicer to their peers. They feel less anxious. They don't feel as angry. Um, they do better in school. Uh, the opposite happens with more screen time, by the way. So when you have more screen time, they're, you know, you're less robust when it comes to dealing with stress or anything that comes up, right? And the other part of this is that when 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 we're we're kind of like conditioned to listen to the ping and feel the vibration and you know check everything so we're basically on call to everybody all the time and and we're in a an elevated state when we're doing that and you know you talked about Brad you talked about you know kind of getting the ping and then your whole workout's ruined, right? It's like, yeah. Because you're, you've taken, you've been taken out of the, your headspace, right? Right. And before, like you know, 20, 30 years ago, we had to go out and look for information. Now the the task is, you know, protecting ourselves from too much information. So being out in nature, is it the fact for children especially? Mm-hmm. Is it is it the smells in the air? Is it the calmness of being out there? Is it a combination of many things? What is it exactly that helps them? It, it's the smells. It's what you're seeing. It's 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 just, you know, it's a natural environment, right? And right. so if you can get around the trees and the grass and the water and stuff like that. And listen, you when, when we can go out in nature and we leave our phones or put on silent or whatever it is, because, you know, depending on where you are in nature, you might want to have something in case of emergency or whatever, right? Mm. But when, we do, when we're not distracted, we can actually get absorbed and lost in that natural environment. And there's, like, I've spent a lot of time in big, big cities, Toronto, New York, Chicago, right? And I find that when I don't see something green for a while, I get ha- kind of undone. Do you know what I mean? I need to go find a park that or would some trees e- That or would whatever. explain. I'm not even trying to be funny here, seriously. Mm-hmm. That would certainly explain the attitude that you see in Toronto, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I used to have to go to Toronto twice a year for six weeks. And it just felt like the people were unfriendly or mm-hmm. something. And, and as... Well, you're more tense. Yeah, it wasn't an unfriendliness as it was more of an apprehension or something, but Mm -hmm. they just seemed wound so tight Mm -hmm. out there. But then you think about the lack of green space for those who live downtown Toronto. and You're closed in. Yeah. Yeah. You're closed in. You see all the buildings and the high-rises, and you feel like there's no escape. At least that's my perception. I've been to Toronto many times myself, and Mm -hmm. that's exactly how I feel is I'm walking downtown, and I can't see anything except gray buildings, (laughs) glass, high-rises. And think about driving anywhere out of Toronto, even up to Ottawa or down to Hamilton or whatever, you never leave civilization in Ontario. Along that highway, it's truck stop after truck stop after development after Mm -hmm. it it never, sometimes you wonder if you've left Toronto yet. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Uh, We have to take a break here so we have enough time to uh, wrap things up because there's more I want to talk to you about when we come back. (laughs) 
3.48 on the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News. This is a hump day edition of the Afternoon News. Dr. Gans Ferentz in with one of his regular segments. I'm laughing because you're talking about open space and uh, trees, and now my wife has texted saying that you closed the argument on us buying trees for the backyard. <laughs> she can't stop. She's as bad as I am. That deck space is perfect. Uh-huh. It, I love it. Uh-huh. But it's not perfect. We've married two very similar people, my wife and I. How can I make that slightly better? Slightly better. Yeah, you don't stop always thinking, looking to right? improve, right? Yeah, yeah. There yeah. You go. Apparently trees. Thanks, Gans. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> we just plowed one out of the front of Chad. I could have taken that one home. Somebody give me some notice. Uh, are we done with this? Because I got another question for you. Well, well I got I got to say a couple things. Right? Okay. One of one of the things, you know, when we're talking about this, it's uh, it's really important to recognize. That, look, none of us have to suffer indefinitely or unnecessarily, right? I've got my own psychologist. I've been seeing a psychologist for the last twenty seven years. I think, uh, you know, not just because I work in the field, but because I've used the services, you d- don't go it alone. You don't have to go through the hard time and suffer, and, and especially when you're having more severe symptoms, like you're having a hard time sleeping, or you're, you know, having relationship issues, or you're using, you know, um, uh, substances, or worse yet, feeling like you might be suicidal. Reach out for help. Definitely reach out for help. And there's, you know, to get to talk to a psychologist, this is quite easy in many cases. Many people have some sort of um, benefits uh, program that they can actually access. I, I know the objection we get to that advice mm-hmm. is always the cost. Somebody will, right. I'm not even looking at the text line right, right now, but I know it's there. Yep. Somebody will say, well, what if I can't afford a psychologist? Well, listen, then, you know, go to your doctor there, you know, like your family, your doctor. family doctor, the, the, um, uh, some of them can refer you to. They have counselors that work in some of the clinics. Um, the you know, two one one is a great resource if you're feeling down or you want to know what kind of free or low cost services there are. Um, if you do, you know, many people have like I said benefits that they can get reimbursed if they can if they do want to go and see a psychologist. But you know, look, reach out. You don't have to go through it by yourself. That's the important thing. And I know a lot of listeners are saying, "Oh, well, this is what a doctor should be saying." To everyone, because it it is, oh. you know what I mean. Like they're driving less, business to himself. No, not even driving business to himself. Just mm-hmm. in the sense of every doctor would have the same message. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say, from my own personal experience, mm-hmm. go do it. Mm-hmm. Because I did get to points where it was dark mm-hmm. and it was deep. And to anyone out there that is listening, I can't express enough how valuable that first conversation was. Mm-hmm. I'll always have to have these conversations for the rest of my life people who think they can't just go do it and you will immediately feel some sense of direction Mm -hmm. some sense of okay somebody has painted a different picture for me than i've painted for myself and there is a reason to continue these conversations it seems difficult it's a 10 minute drive or a 20 minute drive or one phone call away and nobody is ever judging you on the other end of the phone or in person. It really is something you need to do. Well, you know, the the thing is, and thanks for sharing that, Brad. I mean, the the thing is that what we think is most unique about us is really what's most universal about us. We, we all go through stuff. There's lots of people listening who are dealing with stuff right now. And and just to know that you can reach out and talk to somebody and just to get some, somebody with a different perspective than whatever we have going on in our own heads, that's valuable. Just yeah. being able to talk about something with somebody who can listen and, and just like not judge like you were saying, that's also valuable. And then there's tons of other, other value that uh, comes from talking to somebody. I wanted to ask you this. Mm-hmm. So if somebody 
loses somebody close in their life mm-hmm. and they're depressed about it. Somebody loses their job or has a financial crisis, they're depressed about it. There, it's, it's easy to see on those occasions what it is you're depressed about. Right. But there are days in which an otherwise happy individual wakes up mm-hmm. and with no explanation just feels crappy. Mm-hmm. Just what causes that? Is it normal? Is it healthy? What do you do about it? Right. So look at like any we we tend to confuse the the term. The term depression is used very broadly, right? Get depressed because I lost you know I lost my you know keys or whatever, right? But that's not really depression. You can feel down. You can feel sad if somebody is going through a, a major loss in their lives. We can feel stressed. We can have grief. Those things are are different than what we consider sort of clinical depression. Clinical depression is what, what you described at the end where, you know, you just get out of bed and it's just like, or can't get out of bed. Right. And just sort of have no motivation. You, you know, you can even have aches and pains. You just don't feel, you see a sense of like sort of anything going your way or a bright future or whatever. And for no apparent reason. Right. right? Which makes it more desperate. Right. And, and Because and, you can't point your finger at the right. cause. Right. And, and then you judge yourself. It's right. like, okay, well, something's clearly wrong with me. What's wrong with me? Look at my life. My life is good. Everybody's telling me how good my life is, and you know I should buck up, and you know it should be okay. But that's that's that is what depression is, uh, you know. Or you know, when somebody has anxiety, well, just calm down. What do you worry about? Everything's fine, right? It's like, but that's that's the whole point of it. If you have anxiety, like clinical anxiety or depression. It is something that you can't just sort of change your attitude about. And this is when you do need that help. You do need to go and talk to somebody, talk to your doctor. Maybe medication is part of the answer. Therapy is definitely part of the answer um, because we, you can't pull yourself out of that sort of thing. And it's very easy to start judging yourself or believe believe that others are judging you or, so or hear others people actually judging you. Nobody can see it but you, though, right? Well, sometimes I mean, they can. I mean, some, okay. yeah, yeah, sometimes they can. Like, I mean, how do you know when you're just having a bad day versus... I should go see someone. Well, if you're having a bad day and then the next day you're doing well and you know you, you're you're fine and that bad day doesn't show up very often, then you know whatever it was a bad day. Sometimes you have bad days you didn't sleep well or your your physiology's off, right? Mm-hmm. But if you keep having this either for a prolonged period of time or you have these bouts that kind of show up, maybe not regularly but often, then you know what? Maybe it's time to look at something, right? Yeah. And I know, um, you know, when I was. Um, I don't know, my 30s, 20, late 20s, early 30s, um, I was quite depressed, right? And so I actually went on medication for a while, and my, my psychologist was saying, you know, because I wasn't a big fan of medication at the time, it's like, you know, well, really, do I need to? And she said, look, at the very least, it's going to give you enough lift so that you can actually be more present to be able to do the work you need to do on your life and your mm. in your mindset to be able to fix whatever's causing this, right? And it's also a nice way to give you an experience of what you can shoot for because you need to know what good feels like in order to feel good. And I thought that was really a really good explanation, so I stepped into it. Yeah, and I, I was the same way, and this is only a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Medication, I'm thinking, I don't yeah, want to really? get on medication. Yeah. I don't because you hear about the side effects. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, I'm just going to become, you know, one of those people that right. is mm-hmm. kind of aloof to everything around them. And right. But after the two weeks, which is what they said would be the appropriate amount of time until I started to feel it, mm-hmm. I, I had a new perspective mm-hmm. because it did lift me up to at least open my mind and not be in this little yeah. box. Not trapped right there. Yeah. Exactly. And you then you start to... Th- actually think you're mm-hmm. not just your mind is not running rampant yeah, you're not in that loop yeah. you're not in that mm-hmm. loop and yeah. you start to think okay is it really that bad right or mm-hmm. was i sort of 
making it worse myself mm-hmm. by overthinking it, it yeah. and getting into that cycle. But, but the mind is a, a marvelous thing. Oh, it's beautiful. It really is. And, you know, when you were talking earlier, and I didn't want to interrupt you, Brad, I, what I wanted to contribute to that is, you know, sometimes seeing a professional it helps you glimpse into the operator's manual of the brain. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and oh, starts yeah. to make a little more sense, right? I got to tell you, again, and, and talking about just the brain and how marvelous it is, and I was watching the uh, series finale of The Americans, mm-hmm. a sh- an episode, uh, what, seven seasons in. Mm-hmm. My wife and I watched it. At some point during the episode, I suddenly felt ill. I felt, I, I don't know, anxiety. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what happened. And I do suffer from anxiety attacks, but I haven't had one in quite some time. And I couldn't understand what had just happened. Mm-hmm. It passed. We finished the episode. But we... We stream them from my computer, so I have a copy of it. So the next day, I went down and went to the part where you felt that, where I felt mm-hmm. that, and I looked at it again, and I felt it again, and I went back and looked at it again. It is a show set at a time when I was young. Mm-hmm. That's the time mm-hmm. frame, and on the wall in the kitchen was a plate that my mother owned. Oh wow! Identical. Oh yeah. And, you know, I don't know that anyone will find that interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do. Me too. I I just went, oh, my God, my brain saw that. My eyes didn't. Yeah, without you even rationally knowing it. And it opened some compartmentalized memory or triggered. But I'm I'm feeling this panic, and I don't know why. Right. And then I saw that plate, and I felt relieved. Right, because then you understood why. I understood what happened. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, okay, that brought back a memory of some not-so-good times. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, and this this is a thing. I mean, the brain has so much power. Yeah. And especially our unconscious mind. And this is, you know, me and my team, we love working with this stuff for that reason. Because it's like, it's so interesting, and it's so powerful. But And when you know what's going on, like you said, the owner's manual of the brain, you, it, it's easier to make sense of it and actually work with it than just it's, having it hijack you half the time. Exactly. Right? It's fascinating <laughs> stuff. Uh, DrGantz.com. Uh, if you want more information or you want to get a hold of the doctor, this is always a segment that goes by too quickly, oh, yeah. Gantz. We love having you. Uh, we'll do it again uh, next month. Do you have anything coming up or anything you want to tell folks about before... Um, well, you know, g- check out the website because I, w- I, you know, th- I know we talked about the book coming out. It's yep. been a little, little bit delayed, but I'm going to be having a, a master class, a free master class coming up for people. Cool. So if they want to ask questions, they don't get, they didn't get a chance to ask them on the air here. So go hit the website, sign up for it, uh, and ask me those questions, and I'll jump on the call. I'll answer the questions for everybody. Perfect. That's another segment of how does that make you feel? The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.